I'm only human I am just a man Lord help me believe In what I can be And all that I am Show me the stairway That I have to climb Lord for my sake Take one day at a time One day at a time Sweet Jesus That's all I'm asking for you Just give me the strength To do every day What I have to do For yesterday's gone Sweet Tomorrow may never be mine So for my sake, teach me to take one day at a time And do you remember when you walked among men? Well, Jesus, you know if you're looking below, it's worse now than then Pushing and shoving Lord, it's crowding my mind So for my sake Teach me to take One day at a time One day at a time Sweet Jesus That's all that I'm asking from you Lord, give me the strength to do for yesterday's gone sweet Jesus and tomorrow may never be mine Lord help me today and show me the way one day at a time Amen Each day I'll do golden deed by helping those who are in need my life on earth is but a span and so I'll do the best I can life's evening sun is sinking low a few more days Hey, my brother. To me, the deed that I have done, where there won't be no setting sun, to be a child of God each day. My light must shine along the way. I'll sing His praise while the ages roll. Have some troubled soul Life's evening sun Is sinking low A few more days And I must go To meet the deeds That I have done Where there 
there won't be no setting sun. The only life that will endure is one that's kind, good and pure, and so for God, I'll take my stand. Each day I'll lend a helping hand, like seeming sun is sinking low. Few more days, and I must go to meet the deeds that I have done. Where there won't be no setting sun, I'll help someone in the time of need. Amen. And journey on uh-huh. with a rapid speed. I'll help the sick for the weak And words of kindness to the speak Life's evening sun is sinking low A few more days and I must go To meet the deeds that I have done But there won't be city sun while going down life's weary road I'll try to live some traveler's load I'll try to turn the night to day make flowers bloom along the way life's evening sun is sinking low Thank you, Brother Tracy. Good singing there tonight. and Thank you for coming out and being with us tonight and helping us out. We want to welcome everyone to Bloomington Chapel, Brother Christ Church tonight. Here as we online again tonight and uh, raining outside. But we're glad to be in the dry tonight. and We hope you join in with us here uh, this afternoon as we try to share the Word of God with you. We just hope through song or uh, the word tonight that it will touch somebody out there and Tracy is singing and help somebody carry their load. You know, everybody seems to be carrying a heavy load this day and time. Just remember Jesus said, bring all of them to me. Bring them all to me. And he said, I'll, I'll bear them for you. Will you bow your head with us tonight as we just go to the Lord in prayer here and ask God's blessings on them. America today. Heavenly Father, we bow our heads here today and truly thank you, God, for this and another day, Lord, that you have given us, Lord, another day of life that you've given us, another opportunity, Lord, to come out and share the gospel, Lord, of Jesus Christ tonight. And we're just so thankful tonight, Lord, to be here and, and just in hopes, Lord, that somebody's heart will be touched tonight. Father, we just uh, hope and pray that many will be tuning in tonight and listening to whoever's out there tonight to be heard. And Lord, we just call upon you tonight, Lord, to just come and strengthen and help me tonight in this time, Lord, that we're going through. And 
Lord, I just ask tonight that you just touch this old body tonight, Lord, and Father, that you will just come down, Lord, and, uh, and just visit us tonight, Lord, and just let your Holy Spirit, Lord, be known here tonight, Lord. And we know it will be. We know it already is. And so we just want to thank you for that tonight, Lord. So we just ask now, Lord, as we read a little scripture and spend a little time tonight, God, we just ask, Lord, that you be with us and help us and lead us and guide us. In Jesus' name, amen. I was sitting there, and I've been reading throughout this week, and I was sitting there, and uh, yesterday, I believe it was, when I got back from the doctor, Somerset, and I was sitting there, and I was reading, and uh, just here and reading there, and I come up on this scripture here, and it is a good, good word tonight to share with you in the times that we're going through here today. And so Paul, he was writing to the Ephesian church there, the church at Ephesus, and he was finishing up his letter here to them while, I guess, in prison. And he had wrote about a number of things back over in the Bible there about being united together in unity. He had wrote about fathers and mothers. He had wrote about children. He had wrote about a new life in Christ. And he was writing to them. And I can only imagine while he was sitting in a prison somewhere, having such a spirit that he had and the love that he had for the churches. But he was writing here, but I want to read the final part of this letter here. And he said in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10, he said, Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. He said, Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual weakness in high places. He said in verse 13, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. I want to stop reading right there for just a little bit. And as I read this, and I thought about this, and we could look at it and feel like that somebody was writing that to us the day and hour that we live in. Because he was warning us about these things. And I thought that Paul, after reading the rest of the chapter, I thought, well, I understood the reason that Paul said in 10, as he was finishing up this letter, I could understand why he said, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Because Paul 
had done been through situations in his life that he experienced. And one of the things that he had experienced was people, and he had also experienced the enemy, which is the devil. And so I began to read this, and I got my Bible out and began to study on it. And we'll get into a little bit that here in just a little bit. But I like the way Paul started out. He was giving us fair warning of what was coming. And so we've had fair warning today what is coming. And so he was telling us that we needed to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His mind. So I thought, I thought about that, and I thought, you know, Paul, when he said, be strong in the Lord, and I thought, and this day and time today, and it was probably that same way back then, this battle that's going on, a weak person, especially a weak Christian, has got no business in this battle because they're going to lose. They're going to lose it. And so Paul was encouraging the church to be strong. I want to encourage this church today at Bloomington Chapel to be strong in the Lord and let's wait upon the Lord. And this thing, one of these days, will soon pass or at least it will slow down where we can be back together and be back together safe. I said when we shut it down, I said we had a beautiful church, we had a beautiful congregation, we had a strong congregation, we had a well congregation, and I don't want to mess anything up because when we come back, I want to have that same church, amen. I want to have that, and I hope every pastor out there feels as I do, but Paul said in verse 11, he said, put on the whole armor of God uh, that you may be able to stand against the wild uh, of the devil. You know, Peter said, he's just like a roaring lion. He's seeking, going about seeking whom he can to devour. Now let me tell you something. What we're going through today, uh, don't you doubt for one minute uh, that Satan ain't sitting back uh, laughing uh, at God's people today. Uh, and, well, he's just laughing at the whole world today. Uh, and he said, I'm going to get some uh, out of this bunch. Uh, I'm going to get some before this thing is over. Uh, and I'm hearing people that's getting depressed. I'm hearing of people uh, that's having anxiety that ain't the way that God said. Uh, Paul said to be strong uh, in the Lord. Amen. Uh, put on the whole armor of God uh, and be ready for the devil. Uh, church, we need to be ready for the devil. Uh, why? Because he's not coming. Uh, he's already here. And he went on down there. He said, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness uh, of, uh, of this world, against spiritual, think about it, spiritual weakness uh, in high places. Uh, and again, Paul said in verse 13, he said, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, uh, that ye may be able to withstand uh, in the evil day, uh, and having done all... Uh, 
to stand. Uh, so I looked there at verse uh, 12, uh, and that word wrestle there, uh, it said it is used uh, of hand-to-hand combat, emphasizing the personal and individual nature of spiritual warfare waged against each local church and Christian. Flesh and blood refers to humanity. Such is not the church's adversary. Instead, she opposes principalities. Uh, principalities is, is these rulers and powers, uh, powers, uh, the rulers and powers uh, and authorities. Uh, listen to this, which is rulers or world rulers and spiritual weaknesses, wicked spiritual beings, that is fallen angels, demons, uh, and Lucifer himself. So this is what he was warning us about. Uh, it's not, the battle is not between uh, the flesh and blood, uh, between us and the church. Uh, that's not where the battle is at, Connie. Uh, the battle uh, is in these high leaders up here, these high rulers up here that don't know anything about God. Uh, hey man, uh, all they think about is themselves uh, and the power that they want uh, and the power that they will do anything to get hit, uh, and that only comes through uh, spiritual weaknesses, hey man. Uh, and so we're in a spiritual warfare tonight. Uh, we're in a spiritual battle tonight. Uh, and that's why we need uh, to put on the whole uh, armor of God uh, that we may be able to stand this. Uh, you know, a lot of people today, uh, they're not going to stand this thing uh, to see the end of it. Uh, why? Because uh, I heard it the other night. Uh, they was talking and because people are locked down, uh, they're committing suicide. Uh, they're dying over overdoses of drugs. Uh, they just can't handle it. Uh, why? Because uh, they don't have on the spiritual armor of God. That's absolutely why. We need to realize. Back over to Timothy. He said, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of love and peace and joy. Just cause, just cause we're going through a hard time today, that don't give me a right to close the book and say, well, God has let me down. Uh, God did not promise me uh, that we wouldn't go through these things. Amen. Uh, now, I'll have to say uh, that I never expected uh, to go through what we're going through now, but not only I, but nobody in the world ever expected this. That's why we need to have on the whole armor of God uh, so when it does hit and the devil does come at us uh, with unexpected, uh, we'll have the armor on, hey man, the armor of God that we can withstand these tiles and these temptations. I'll have to say, I'm not happy about Not being able to come in here as I've done for 20-some years, 30-some 30 30 some years. Well, my brothers and sisters in the Lord, I'm not happy about that. But I'm going to tell you one thing. God is still in control. God is still in control. And I said, 
And I've talked to people and they say, well, I'm depressed, I'm this and I'm that. Man, I'm having anxiety. I don't know what to do, don't know where to go. And I tell them, I'm not going to let this throw me in a depression. That's what the devil would want. And when we start letting the devil win, he will absolutely take over. Amen. But I believe there's a few Christians out there that are going to stand up and they're going to say, no, devil, we're not throwing in the towel. I'm not throwing in the towel. And I hope, church, you don't throw in the towel either. Uh, I asked you to spend more time in reading God's Word, uh, and that'll help you put on the armor that we need, uh, the spiritual armor. Uh, we don't have to worry about physical physical combat. Uh, we're a loving church. We believe in love. Amen. So the battle is not between flesh, not between you and I, but the battle is between us and Satan. Amen. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to come out a winner in this. I'm going to come out, and then you will too, if you'll listen to me. We're going to come out a winner, and we'll come out a bigger winner if everybody stays calm and everybody listens and everybody does what I encourage you to do is read your Bible every day, pray every day, Think upon God. Think upon the things of God. Amen. And just think about when we all do come back together. Amen. Don't get discouraged and don't just fall apart during this time as a lot of people are doing. And people saying, well, these are doing that and these are doing that. Well, we're not one of these or one of them. We're us. Amen. And that's the one, Rick, I'm concerned about as a church that I pastor here. I I'm worried about everybody else. Yes, I am. Uh, you know, not following the guidelines. Uh, but I'm going to tell you something tonight, friend. Uh, we, God, I still believe God has got a hand in this. Now, I'm not saying God done it, uh, but I believe God is allowing this to happen. You say, well, what kind of a God is he to allow this to happen? Because I believe today, and I've preached this for a long time, uh, we have been on easy street. We have been spoiled. Uh, God has spoiled us. Uh, we've got a nice church building. Uh, got a nice congregation. Uh, the bills are being paid. Uh, and we just take everything for granted. Uh, when, by, when the Bible has warned us uh, time and time and time again, amen, uh, he warned us. We go over in the, uh, the book of Thessalonians. Uh, he said when they cry peace and peace, uh, he said destruction uh, is going to suddenly come uh, and prevail upon a woman with birth uh, and, and it's not going that pain is not going to leave uh, until she gives birth to that child uh, amen uh, and I'm going to tell you something today friend uh, it's going to happen just the way the Bible said it was Paul said in the last days when he wrote Paul said to Timothy uh, he said this you need to know uh, that in the last days uh, perilous time will come. Uh, men will be lovers of themselves uh, more than lovers of God. Uh, why are we blind that we don't see this today? Uh, are we blind that we don't see people out there today in high places, the rulers of our country today? Are we blind if we don't see uh, that all they're about is the power that they can have for themselves? They don't care about anybody else but themselves. That's all they care about and the power that they possess. 
He warned us here, didn't he? I'm preaching the Bible, like Rod said. I'm still in the Word of God here. It said spiritual weakness, rulers, which is authority, and the world leader, world rulers, spiritual weaknesses, wicked spiritual beings that is fallen from... Some people say, well, I don't believe in demons. Well, you don't believe in God and you don't believe in the Bible. I told somebody one day, well, I don't believe in these old demon stuff, these demonic stuff. I said, well, the reason you don't believe in them, you've probably already got them. If anybody don't believe in them, they've got to have something the matter with them. Because God don't lie. He said, stand therefore, having your loins gird about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. So he said, stand. Having your loins gird about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. Now they were six parts, six parts to this armor that he was talking about having on. Now this armor, one of them, he said, I went through there today and looked them up and dotted them down. He said, one of them is a truth. And one of these armors, referring to the truth, is the knowledge of God's true word. We've got to have, this is, this is the first piece of this armor. We've got to have the knowledge to know and believe in God's true word. If I had a house full tonight, I would probably ask them how many believes uh, that God's word is true. It may not be five or six here, but how many believe that the word of God is true tonight? It is true tonight. So the knowledge, we've got to have knowledge. God gives us knowledge. And number two is have your loins girt about or your waist. And what that's talking about in the Romans army, they, they would wear a leather, big leather belt around them. The army would. And the reason they had it on there was to hold up the other pieces, the other pieces of this stuff that they fought with, or axes, or arrows, or knives, whatever. So it, this leather belt held it up. So it said, in place of rest of pieces. And number three, it was a breastplate of righteousness. Now the breastplate of righteousness simply means moral conduct. We got to have moral conduct. Think about it. We don't see a lot of moral conduct in this world anymore. I mean, we just don't, we don't see a lot of moral conduct. You say, what's moral conduct? I call moral conduct godly living, hey man. I mean, there's nothing. People, people can do anything. It don't matter. There's some people can do anything and they don't have no morals about them. No more, they don't have no shame about them. No shame about them. So them, them kind of people, if you don't have moral conduct, then you're missing a piece of this armor that's going to get us through. And number four, the gospel of peace. The gospel of peace. In other words, that means eagerness that come 
from the gospel. Now, if we know this, if we have this knowledge, if we have this knowledge and all, and, and this, this gospel of, of peace, that just means eagerness that comes from the gospel. In other words, if we know it and we have it and God is, and God is giving us the knowledge, then we ought to be eager to go out there and preach the gospel. I tell you, when I get used to when I preach revivals a lot, I'm telling you what, I was eager when somebody called me, Rick, come and preach a revival. Man, I was eager to go. Eager to go. Not because, not because maybe I feel like going and all, but I was eager. You say, well, what was you eager? Did you want to be seen? No, I didn't care nothing about being seen. I was just eager to go share the gospel with other people. Hey, man. I mean, I was eager. I, I would get excited, uh, and I loved evangelizing. Lord, I loved evangelizing, meeting people. You know, I've drug my poor wife all over the country. Hey, man, and I've been all over Tennessee and Indiana and Camelfield, Roseville. I've been everywhere, not bragging and boasting, but I was eager to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then, number five, the helmet of salvation. The helmet, think about the helmet of salvation as another part of this armor. That's in knowing and certain of your salvation. In other words, the helmet of salvation is knowing for certain and we have this assurance. We have this assurance. What are, you, what are you talking about, Brother Ralph? We can know that we have this assurance here of salvation. Hey, man. You know, there's so many people out there today, and you can ask them about, or you say, well, I don't know, I go to church. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Well, I think I am. I go to church every Sunday. Yeah, but are you saved? Well, I think so. I've been a member of a church for a long, long time. Well, all of these is fine and good if you've got on the whole armor of God. But if you've got on the whole armor of God, let me tell you something. Uh, you can be quick to answer them when you say, are you saved? And they won't say, well, I go to so-so church. Well, I belong to so-so church. I'm glad when somebody asks me, are you saved? I'm glad to say yes. I'm a born again, Holy Ghost filled preacher. Amen. I'm born again, blood bought, blood washed. Amen. I have no trouble. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God into salvation, first to the Jews and then to the Greek. And it's for everybody today. A lot of people are ashamed to admit they're Christian. I've seen people that go to church. But they, they're afraid to admit, uh, they're afraid to admit that they are saved. You know what I think about that? Somebody might say, well, I don't care. I'm going to tell you anyway. I just think you need to get saved. I think you need to get saved. I got to go on here. Darrell just giving me a motion here. Just a few more minutes. And the sword of the Spirit. Anybody know what the sword of the Spirit is? Again, it's the Word of God right here, Trace. The Word of God. That's what it's about. 
And then Paul went ahead, the sword of the Spirit, and take the helm of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. He said, praying always with all prayer and all supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that wherein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. I want to read you something here. Uh, let me find it here. It said here, uh, have our feet shod with the gospel, possess a sense of eagerness or willingness to advance, to advance against the devil and take the fight to him. Such eagerness to contend with Satan comes from the gospel of peace. The gospel gives peace to the believer, freeing him from anxiety, though he advances against such a powerful opponent. And then down here is somewhere I was reading. Back up there, verse 13. Let me read you this. It says, Wherefore means because of this, that is, because we face such a formidable foe, we must avail ourselves of God's provisions, lest the enemy distort, destroy our Christian witness and ministry. The evil day refers to the something, uh, demonic onslaught, the onslaught, and satanic assault. Having done all, includes both dressing oneself in God's armor and resisting the devil. Now listen to this. And having done all these, be ready, just be ready for the devil will attack again and again. I hope everybody got that. The devil ain't going to quit. He ain't going to quit till the very end. The only time he's going to quit is when Jesus bounds him and casts him into the pits of hellfire and brimstone. And the bottomless pit. So Paul was warning them. We're warning you tonight to get on the whole armor. Be strong in the Lord. Have your feet shed with the gospel. Pull on a helm of salvation. Get ready and get prepared. Be ready. A lot of people's taking their armors off this day and hour. Don't take your armors off. Just gird up your loins tighter. Amen. I like what Paul said. He said, the Bible said, uh, you don't let the devil bring it to you. You take it to the devil. Amen. Praise God. You know why we have the authority to take it to the devil? You know why we don't have to fear the devil? We don't have to fear what's going on today? You know why? Because the Bible tells us of Jesus before us, who can be against us? We've got on the whole armor tonight. Amen. 
So we don't have to run from the devil. He ain't got nothing. Hey Amen. He ain't got no power at all. Only what the Lord gives him. Uh, and he only has a limited amount of power, but God has all limited power. Hey Amen. Uh, and he said he would equip us uh, with anything and everything that we need uh, to withstand the darts of the devil. Hey Amen. Uh, so we can look at the devil and we have the power uh, in the name of Jesus to say, get behind me, Satan. Hey Amen. And he's got to go. Hey Amen. But don't just think because you get through one battle with the devil uh, that you have won and all of that's over. Because the battle might be over every now and then uh, and you may win a battle just every once in a while but the war ain't going to be over uh, until Jesus comes uh, and takes his children home uh, and puts the devil where he needs to be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Paul said, pray for me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Since I've had people tell me, well, you preach too bold. Ain't no such a thing as preaching too bold. If the Word of God says it, that's the way it is. That's the way I believe it. That's the way I preach it. I've had people say, well, I don't believe this or I don't believe that. I don't believe the way you do, brother. I said, well, I don't believe the way you believe either. Maybe. But I said, so I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I will try to change you in my way of believing. I will try to change you if you don't want to hear it. But we need to settle something. You're not about to change me. Because I don't know who my God is. I've been on this journey a long time. I didn't learn a whole lot through books since except this book right here. That's about all the knowledge that I know. I wasn't highly educated. But I've been through some battles. Just as Paul and a lot of others that preaches this gospel goes through, Rick. But I'm still standing. And I'm not going to change it today. I'm not going to change the Word of God. I'm not going to compromise the Word of God. Oh, I've been tried to... People's tried to get me to compromise just a little bit. Well, just be a little bit little more leaner on this and on that. If God said it, there ain't no way to go. You've got to keep it right, right, right in the middle. Amen. You don't bear to the right and you don't bear to the left. You preach it according to the way God called you to preach it. We love you tonight. I hope you've enjoyed this service tonight. Hope to see you Sunday. We plan on having you again out there. A lot of you like it. And, and I'm just going to say, church, I, I, was really, I was really blessed when I seen all the vehicles coming by, parking out there. For the most part, everybody was obedient. Had a wonderful service. And I, I was really, I was really surprised, I was, to see the crowd to come out for the first time. We want to invite you back Sunday. And we look forward to seeing you. And just hang on, don't give up. Just keep praying. Praying for this old preacher. <laughs> I know you're going through something too. But you've got you. And I've got 150, 175 people we work with here. And don't think that I don't think about you and don't think that I'm not concerned about you. As a pastor, I love you. And let's stay together. Let's, we'll get through this thing together. All right, we love you. God bless you. Let me pray Will you. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, tonight for your word, Lord. We thank you tonight, Lord, that you just, for the knowledge, Lord, and 
wisdom that you give us, Lord. I know you said you would take the ignorant and confound the wise, and sometimes, evidently, that is, that is true, God. But, Lord, we're just so thankful tonight for your Holy Spirit tonight. Lord, I just pray for this church, Lord, tonight, especially this church, my brothers and sisters in the Lord. I just pray, God, that, Lord, that you'll just build a hedge around them that Satan can't get in and try to distract them or pull them apart or pull them away. Lord, I pray that you'll calm the storm in their lives. I know, Lord, that children are getting bored, and I know parents are getting bored, and I know everybody's getting bored, but God, just help us to hold on just a little longer. And I believe, God, that you're going to fix things where that we, God, that loves you, can put us all back together again in some way. So, Father, we just want to thank you for what you've done and what you're doing. And we know, God, what you will do if we just keep looking to you and following you. And let you be our guide, our strength, and our shelter tonight. Jesus, we thank you and we love you tonight. In Jesus' name, amen.